So our analytics of who's listening, uh-huh. our largest demographic, obviously like 87% or something are US listeners. But can you guess the country with the next highest number of downloads? Other than us? Mexico? Romania. Yes. Romania. Romania. It was Canada for a while and now it's Romania. I studied for a couple weeks in Romania once. You developed a following, apparently. Hello, Sibiu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Anne McNamee Keels. And I'm Stephanie Shavera. And this is Lapsed, a podcast about growing up Catholic. Steph, do you want to talk about what we're talking about today? Sure. We are going to talk about confirmation names and why we and you chose what you chose. Because I feel like this is the first moment, or maybe the only moment, of being Catholic where they're like, the power is in your hands. You get to choose your path. <laughs> yes. With your first communion, your parents are choosing your dress mm-hmm. or your suit. Basically everything else, you are told what to say and how to move your hands and when to stand and when to kneel. But this moment of utter and complete freedom-ish, as we'll notice, I think, from some of our names, is like a really bold moment. We don't get to choose even, you know, our birth names for them, you know. No. So this is a huge moment, I feel like, about declaring identity and what you believe in. I think it's really exciting to hear what people chose and why they chose them. I agree. We choose these names for ourselves when we're like 13 and then uh, nobody knows them because we (laughs) don't ever use them. Unless some people do. Except for my grandmother. Oh, your grandmother used her confirmation name? She would call us by all three of our names, (gasps) our first name, middle name, and confirmation names. I love that. Especially if we were in trouble. (laughs) I mean, my grandmothers were certainly at my confirmation, but I don't, I don't think my grandma remembered my confirmation name. Yeah, my uncle Willie still like also like he'll say my full name. That's amazing. That's you win the Catholic Family Award on that one. You beat me. <laughs> so I feel like we should give some context just for the non non Catholic and not lapsed. It's one of the seven sacraments that exists within the Catholic Church. By the time you've gotten to it, it's usually your fourth because there's baptism. First confession. Yeah. Then communion. And then around, I was in eighth grade. Me too. I believe they used to do it younger. My mom talked about doing it in like fifth grade, I think. Oh. I think they moved it in part to get kids to keep going to CCD. (laughs) (laughs) Because after you do that, you don't have to go to CCD anymore. You're a grown-up. And families might not even go to church and be like, all right, well, we got them confirmed. It's the closest thing to like a bar or bat mitzvah, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That we've got. It's your like coming of age Mm -hmm. when you're 13. You're a grown-up in the Catholic Church now. I also remember my mom saying that she liked that we were older because she didn't understand what was happening as a 10-year-old. Right. And the whole point of this is like baptism is when your parents are like – Don't let the baby get hurt. Like we put the baby in the church. Mm -hmm. And then this is when you're supposed to be cognizant enough to choose the church of your own volition. That's the point of this. I was looking just a little bit around at what the Catholic Church is telling 13-year-old, barely teenagers, about confirmation. And this is, I feel like, where they get heavy on the Holy Spirit. 
Ooh, I don't. There's know a lot of like that. dove imagery. I feel like in the yes. flames. There's a little more Holy Spirit going on here. And yeah, the idea that you are like, an adult in the church. There used to be a lot of language around being a soldier for Christ. Oh, I don't know that part. Yeah, and I actually remember my mom saying she thought that they were like sending her off to war because they kept telling them how they were going to be soldiers for Christ. That would super have turned me off. Yes. And I found that language, that used to be something that kids had to memorize, this thing about being a soldier for Christ. By the time by the time we were coming <laughs> around to it, they didn't do that. So I think I'll never understand. You just said it. Holy Spirit, dove, dove, symbol of peace. Why leap to the soldier and war part? Soldier. Like it doesn't make any sense. I mean, all the imagery, the like Lord imagery, right? It's really like rooted so in So peaceful, this... like this fighting thing. Anyway, another topic for another time. <laughs> yeah. So it's like for me, I was leaving my K through eight Catholic school and going mm. out, you know, people are going, most of us to the same boys and girls high schools all together, but you're going to the kind of the next step. Right. So it was, kind of went along with graduation. So were you confirmed with your CCD class or with your Catholic school class when you switch schools? I was confirmed with my CCD class. We were still living in Georgia. Okay. And so it was like spring. I felt like it was very much around Easter. Oh, wow. So you really moved at the end of the year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was just like one, here's three weeks with your new class in the middle, at the end of eighth grade. This is like a real farewell for you. You were confirmed with that CCD class and then you probably weren't with that CCD class much longer. No. I can't say I really remember any people that were in CCD class, but. Well, that's true. You know, to me, it feels like it echoes baptism. Like your parents choose a name and godparents for you. And then when you are confirmed, you choose your own name and you choose your own confirmation sponsor, who's kind of like a godparent type right. person. I did see that some dioceses now, as of recently, don't have kids choose a confirmation name. Oh, really? They use their name because your name is supposed to be a saint name. Although there's like a tradition in Catholicism that a baby's first or middle name should be a saint's name, but it is not absolutely necessary because I did baptize my child Catholic and he does not have oh. a saint's name. And the priest, the priest who did the baptism is a family friend and is wonderful. The priest who was the pastor at the church that was my former church where I wanted him to be baptized and where he was is a pardon my friends like a giant asshole <laughs> and was really ugly was like what kind of name is that that's what he Ew. said and I was like he's named after my dad dad like <laughs> yeah anyway so when my mom went to get my sister baptized whose name is Lindsay the priest was like it's very similarly like it should be a saint's name you're you need to change your kid's name basically my mom was like it has to be a saint's name. And he was like, yeah. She goes, well, there always has to be a first one, doesn't there? <laughs> I like that answer. So she shut him up real fast. <laughs> I had looked it up because I was concerned about it. And it is a tradition, but it's not totally necessary. But anyway, yeah. So apparently there are some dioceses, probably the ones that are going to harass their parents of new babies to be that their baby should be named after a saint also are like, well, you already have a saint's name, so you don't need to worry about it. You just use your right. name, which is lame. Are you anyone's confirmation sponsor? I'm not. Are you? I'm my sister's. Oh, that is very nice. Mm -hmm. I don't think I was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I am not anyone's confirmation sponsor. My oldest childhood friend, her mom is my confirmation sponsor, which I think I've mentioned before. She the one who saw you at a bar? She saw me at a bar and bought my friends and I a bucket of beers and yelled, I'm her confirmation sponsor, which is like, if you've been to the, 
Irish Catholic Southwest side of Chicago, you will know just how correct that is for that, that play. I love that so much. Who was your confirmation sponsor? My uncle Willie. So maybe that's why he knows mine, but I think he does know other people's. So my mom chose all of our godmothers and my dad chose all of our godfathers. Oh, that's nice. And the godfathers are just a wild bunch of people. Sure. And so I never really saw my godfather. He was one of my dad's army buddies who Mm. we never lived near. So I wanted an uncle really badly because everyone else I know had godfathers that were one of our uncles. So they had like special things. I was like, I don't have a godfather. Yeah, my godparents are my mom's sister and my dad's brother. So yeah, that makes sense. And then my dad was godfather for my cousin in a Methodist church. That's the only time I remember as a child being in a Protestant church because my aunt was Methodist at the time. I don't think she's anymore. So everybody already was very surface level about this stuff because um, my dad was clearly not religious. But I remember I was babysitting my cousin and she introduced me to someone as her god sister. What? I was like, what? And she's like, well, yeah, because like my dad is your godfather and your dad is my godfather. And I was like, that's really cute. And I love that you've been thinking about it that way this whole time. I love that. God sisters. So let's get into it. Steph, I feel like this is a grand reveal. Yes. I want to know your confirmation name. Saint Bridget. Oh, of Ireland. That is an excellent one. And you're not even Irish. My mom's got some Irish, okay. but but mostly Slovak, yes. But I chose St. Bridget. I was going we had this like big book of saints and you had to like go through and pick. And I was feeling a little rebellious. And so when I found out that St. Bridget is probably actually a goddess, oh yeah, from the pagan days pre-Christianity and they I just looked up this word like syncretized or something that's the word for when you take something from another religion and mush it all up Catholicism did that all over the place right so like St. Bridget and here's a story about her family that we've probably completely made up (laughs) but she was really this like powerful earth goddess and that's what I really wanted (laughs) in my pocket That's a great one. What's nice about being able to choose a name for yourself at that age is like it's right when you're starting to try to sort of carve your own identity, right? It's like early adolescence. So this idea that you can name yourself, I just think is like such a lovely gift to a kid that age. It's like, yeah, I want to choose my own name. I get to pick something. And that was really, I don't know that I fully grasped the whole like, I probably did. Like, I'm choosing to be a member of the Catholic Church now as 13. Like, I got Mm -hmm. the process. At that point, I don't think I even thought it was really an option to leave the Catholic Church. No. Same. So I was like, yeah, okay, well, this is just one of the (laughs) things you have to do. They present it that way, right? There's not, like, a wedding moment of, like, if anyone here objects, it's not like... (laughs) This kid is not going to make it. (laughs) Or even like, hey, is there any kid here who actually does not want to be confirmed? That doesn't happen. That never happens in the classes that I've ever heard of. It's like, okay, we're all doing this. Here we go. Right? So yeah, I was was like, I want someone. I didn't want any of those, mm, the martyrs. St. Stephen, who I'm also like, that's my first name. Right. Number one martyr. Right? It's all this like the violence of all of it. It's like, oh, not really good. (laughs) The Catholic Church's whole martyr complex is something I think I've so deeply internalized and (laughs) probably really unpack at some point. Yeah, one of my nephews at one point was like, 
was talking about some saint was like, mom, is that the saint who was burned alive? And she was like, no, honey, that was the saint who was flogged. And you're like, okay. We all just read this stuff and it was totally like, yeah, sure. Of course. You just deal with it. Because it feels like it happened in some other time and place and world. You don't actually internalize it. These are like real actual people. No. But yeah, so I just wanted a little, a little power. I wanted someone powerful, a female power entity. Who's yours? Are you ready for this? I don't know, but I think I want to. Let's hear it. My confirmation name is Stephanie. Get out! I know. Oh. I've been holding on to this one, and I'm like, I cannot, wow. I cannot tell Steph because no, you definitely held out on me. I know. Yeah, I put no thought into it except that I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to do something after my dad, which again. Like the mm. irony because he was not a religious not. man. And I don't know his confirmation. I'm sure he, who knows. Mm-mm. Knowing him, he probably looked up the patron saying of like drinking or something. That would have been his style <laughs> as a 12 year old or whatever. Something kind of rebellious like that. Yeah. So I didn't look up. I'm sure I probably had to look up the saint as like a. But if you've got one. You know, ready to go. If you had like your dad's name ready to go, I could. Well, see that. and then I remember someone later saying to me, "Why didn't you just do Stephen?" And I was like, "Oh, that would have been cooler to do a boy's name, right? Knew the name, like that would have been even cooler. Like, darn it, it didn't even occur to me. It did not occur to me. Like, this is the way that right gender was. When we- gender, you're like, I have to change do the female version. Yeah, I just thought it had to be. That was about as much thought as I put into it. I know a lot of people who just chose their middle names. They're like. David David or William William and thought that was really funny. <laughs> Here's the thing. We're all getting confirmed when we're 13. So we're going to like choose what your sense of humor is at 13. <laughs> like that's what you have to deal with for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> Giving us way too much power. At the same time, it's like no one will know this name. It is not legally no. binding. No, it's just you're. Yeah. But yeah, grandma fully called us all three names and she had 26 grandchildren. That is deeply impressive. Very. And we got money on our Saints days. All of us got money. That's so cool. Okay, I feel even more connected to you. I know. We have a a name in common. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, so can I tell you my friend's story, which is the whole reason I wanted to do this episode. Please do. We were all at one of my friend's houses drinking in the backyard, and a bunch of them went to the local Catholic school. Somehow – confirmation names came up and my friend Ben who did not go to that Catholic school but he was a CCD kid he started telling his story and I thought it was so good we started this podcast not long after this party and I was like I gotta have this it has to happen so this is Ben's story so he says my confirmation experience was one full of adults telling us that it was quote our decision to continue with the process then me walking out and making my decision to stop the process, then getting grounded and told I had to finish the process. So already, like, they're like, it's a choice. They're like, great, I choose not to do it. And they're like, well, you don't actually have a choice. (laughs) You -hmm. have to continue. Sounds right. Yeah. So he says, after yet another attempt at quitting, I decided that getting kicked out was a much better option. One Sunday morning, we were told to begin searching the Bible for a confirmation name. Should I choose something funny like Leviticus? (laughs) Again, 13-year-old humor. Mm -hmm. Pick a lady name because nothing is funnier to a 15-year-old boy. The Bible is basically just a huge list of names, so possibilities were endless. But when it came time to write the name on the note card, the choice was simple. 
I chose Judas. Ooh. Mm-hmm. A week later, I was told that the priest would need to speak with me and a friend after class regarding our taking class seriously. I figured I had done it. I offended the priest and he would tell me to go home and never come back. Unfortunately for us, we had a cool priest. A ride my Harley to the bar every afternoon kind of guy who, despite being in his 60s, wore Abercrombie and Fitch and had a weird (laughs) forearm tattoo. This person is all kinds of interesting. Oh, there's a lot of stories about this priest. Okay. Like around these parts. That's a whole other story. So as my classmate and I sat down, the priest butted out a new port and greeted us. He says, Judas and Mary Magdalene, have a seat. Turns out what we thought was a surefire way to get the boot was actually really funny to a priest on the verge of retirement. He said, I've heard a lot of weird ones, but these would really make your parents mad at you and me both. You both actually put a lot of thought into this, but you also both have biblical middle names. So how about Jessica was Anthony and Timothy from here on out? The end. The Judas thing is excellent. Judas, he's like just because they just said just choose one from the bible from the bible that's why you got to break out the book of saints never give a catholic a bible the word (laughs) we've never really looked at it before it's way too much yes we're not prepared to be handed a bible look what we'll do no (laughs) we we don't know these things on our own i really love that the priest had a sense of humor about it though oh this priest is wild but yeah he's like (laughs) (laughs) trying to get kicked out of ccd by your confirmation name choice is just very beautiful to me it's wonderful and it comes back to what we talked about in the first episode where it's like very hard to become un-catholic like as much as it's easy to upset the catholic church they really don't want to let you go no (laughs) we're mad but can't let our numbers go down so can't Yeah, again, this whole point of like, it's a choice. This is your time to choose the church. And they're like, but you don't get to choose. Mm -hmm. I actually do think my homeroom, I'm remembering now, my homeroom eighth grade teacher said that she had had one student who said he was not ready to be confirmed and that he came back years later and said he was ready. And I remember just not believing that, frankly. And I liked her. Right. I was like, someone didn't want to do it and then came back later. Like, okay, maybe, but like. I don't know if someone is at that point, like I'm over the Catholic church to come back in the middle of high school and change their mind. Mm. I start feeling some real FOMO from having <laughs> like, I don't have a name. I could see doing it as an adult, but just to reach like 15, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I had no reason to believe she would lie to me, but slim chance. We got several from listeners. I could share one here. Yes, please. Hear. Okay. So this one is from, Rob, he says, I went to Catholic school my entire life, so confirmation was just as important as eighth grade graduation for a lot of us. Same. Uh, But by the time I hit 14, I knew I probably wasn't going to be Catholic much longer. I was totally atheist by the time I started sophomore year of Catholic high school. I went to my first CCD class for confirmation, who's a CCD kid, uh, to make my mom and grandmom happy. And the first thing we talked about was names. The next week, I had decided on Lando. Lando? Lando. Calrissian? (laughs) He was an obscure pope from the year 500 or so, but I did it because I thought it was hilarious because of Star Wars. Yes, yes. Okay. I am not familiar enough with Star Wars. I was like, I didn't know that was a Star Wars name. Oh, that's, yeah. Uh, (laughs) The woman looked at me aghast like I had three heads and said I couldn't use a made-up name. I looked it up (gasps) in the Catholic Encyclopedia, and sure enough, he was in there. And instead of apologizing, she claimed I might not be mature enough for confirmation yet. I never came back. 
Oh, man. I know. It was legit. It was real. That's a good name. It is a good name. I love the <laughs> just insane amount of pride that you leave. It sounds like she just didn't like that she was wrong. So right. she, instead of apologizing to a child, she doubled down. Right. It could have been a beautiful moment of invitation. Yeah. It could have been like, hey, I'm sorry. I had no idea. I'm glad you did your research. But couldn't do that. Can't do that in Catholic school or CCD, like show that a kid might know more about something than an adult. That's just what make the whole thing crumble. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, children. Children are never right. Mm-mm. Well, I have a short one. Yes. My friend Amy sent it to me. Amy said, I chose Claire after my idol Claire Danes, who was starring as Juliet in the movie Romeo and Juliet at oh, the time. Absolutely. Yeah. And then was disappointed to learn that the actual saint spelled her name differently. For Claire Danes is C-L-A-I-R-E. The saint is C-L-A-R-E. Mm. I remember making up a story about why I chose the name, but it was secretly because I loved Claire Danes. <laughs> I think that is totally real. I love that. Like, right. So this one kid finds an actual name from Catholicism, a Pope's name, Lando. And they're like, no. And this Amy is like, mom, Claire, for the saint. Sure. That works. This is exactly what one does when you're 13. What else are you going to do? But right from... How can I leverage this to, in some ways, like, I remember, like, doodling or, like, decoupaging on my notebooks. Like, here's the stuff I'm into. That is so important. Oh, like, yes. Claire Danes, that's what I'm into. Or Star Wars, that's what I'm into. That's all you care about. You're not into saints. I mean, maybe somebody was into saints, but it wasn't me. Oh, I could see some sort of, like, gothy-esque person being into, like, those dark. Oh, things. yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I shopped at Hot Topic. I could... <laughs> I knew the type to be into the like martyrs Mm -hmm. and the gothic kind of, yeah, totally. All right. Here is one from Heather. She says, I myself chose Gabriel for my confirmation saint, even though he's male and not a saint, an angel. Uh, It was totally rebellious, but I think also rooted in the fact I was deep into Texas evangelical Christianity at the time. Oh. who said Catholics were not really Christians. So I was really trying to balance all of them and chose Gabriel because he was a messenger. Interesting. So be like, oh, yeah. Uh, That's I, thoughtful. I also chose my punk cousin to be my confirmation sponsor or whatever. And he was just one year older than me and only loosely Catholic. I think it was supposed to be like an adult mentor. <laughs> <laughs> there were a bunch of boys in particular in my class who just chose their like, older brothers or cousins who were like a year older than them because they just didn't want to have to be serious and about it yeah i feel like when my sister asked me i was like yeah i feel like i'm an adult enough to be someone's sponsor yeah you probably took it with some level of maturity some level (laughs) how much older are you i'm two and a half years older okay i feel like if my brother had asked me i would have taken it more seriously I don't think I knew you could choose a name that wasn't a saint because we were given the book of saints. So that's where we'd choose from. Can you? Well, this is what's interesting. That almost feels like maybe she got away with something. Mm. I have an excellent little trio here that I want to share with you. Mm -hmm. So this one is from Stephanie. She says, I chose Cecilia because she's the patron saint of music. My mom helped me pick it. 
She said, this would be a good option because I was in the arts. I never use it in my name. Nobody calls me by it. I may have used it on some standardized test in high school where they asked first, middle, and last, and I would include my confirmation name. (laughs) I love that. But it got to be too long. Never used it past high school. Went to Catholic high school too. Looking back, I would have chosen something different. A saint who I actually connected with the works they did while they were living rather than what they're a patron saint of. Mm, I like that. So the next one now is from Noreen, who, full disclosure, is someone I actually was confirmed with. Oh. Yeah, it was great to hear from her. So she says, my confirmation name is Cecilia. I chose it because at the time I was obsessed with the Simon and Garfunkel song. I didn't know anything about the saint. After doing the required project, I found out she's the patron saint of music. And that that song's a little risky. (laughs) (laughs) It's a catchy song. It's very catchy. For an older song, I feel like that was really a a pretty popular one that like everyone could sing when I was around that age. So this next one is from Kristen. She says, I was bouncing between the patron saint of theater, St. Genesius, which I didn't know. Don't even know it. Can't believe it. We I should. We don't. And patron saint of music, St. Cecilia, and went with Cecilia because I liked the Simon and Garfunkel song. There we go. <laughs> the end note to this is, and now that's also my youngest daughter's name. Aww. I love the name Cecilia. I mean, this is just a sampling from who reached out to us. We had three people to cecilia very important name. at least two of them because of the song paul and art had no idea what they were doing <laughs> influencing a whole maybe several generations of catholic kids i wonder if there's like trends and confirmation names like there are with first names that's what i'm saying apparently cecilia was kind of a trend what year would that have been if i was confirmed in 90 90- 98 or 99. I don't remember okay. what, not, probably 99, probably toward the end of the school I mean, year. It's not when that song came out, but I wonder if there was like a resurgence of that song for some Maybe. reason. Maybe. I actually had a roommate after college who was around my age who had a tattoo of the the name Cecilia mm. and it was because it was like she and her mom loved the song or something. So why was that song so important to so many of us? <laughs> that it's, It is super catchy. In the late 90s. Mm, was it in a movie? Oh, I don't know. No, I can't think of anything around then. I mean, it's a good one. Patron saint of music. Who doesn't like music? Right? <laughs> a nice universal theme. Yeah, I thought that was funny. I I love that. I put this call and uh, everyone was named Cecilia, apparently. Or like our audience, like Venn diagram, <laughs> like really pulls up. Things about our audience. Very likely to have a confirmation name of Cecilia. Oh, speaking of our audience. So our analytics of who's listening, uh-huh. our largest demographic, obviously like 87% or something are U.S. listeners, but you're not going to guess that I can ask you to. Can you guess the country with the next highest number of downloads? Other than us? Oh, you told me we only got one listener in Ireland. So yeah. <laughs> not there. I think we still do. Mexico? Romania. Yes, Romania. Romania. It was Canada for a while, and now it's Romania, and then Canada, and then I think China. So I studied for a couple weeks in Romania once. I've got a- you developed you developed a following apparently. Hello, Sibiu. <laughs> That's where I was. If There's you are a listener from Romania, please reach out. Email us, yes, send us a voice please. memo, because that's exciting. 
It is. I still have my some of my cash money from when I was over there. There you go. All right. We got a voice memo, so I'm going to try to play it for you now. Yes, please. So my confirmation name is Valerie. And from what I remember is that she was tarred to death, but I Googled it because I wasn't sure if my memory served me correctly, and it didn't. Um, basically, she's a martyr. There's different stories, but the craziest story is that she was beheaded and then walked to the bishop and gave her head to him after the fact. Ah. Wait, say that. Wait. She, she walked like a chicken with her head cut off and handed her head to the bishop. Ah. <laughs> I feel like saints, there's a thing of martyrdom. We'll have to do an episode about saints. There's yes. a, a piece about martyrdom. Like they don't all have to be martyrs. I don't think, but many of them are. And, but also, don't you have to have proven to have done a miracle? So was that the miracle she walked with her head chopped off? I would say that's pretty miraculous. But it's not benefiting anybody. <laughs> There's all sorts of weird saints. Out there. I started looking up some saints for this because I cannot wait to get into it. And now my dad, now that we're doing this podcast, keeps sending – he has, like, a saint of the day email he gets, and he's sending them to me. So, like – Well, that sounds nice. I've got a collection. There's weird – I like. I don't know why you're a saint – at all because like, <laughs> the pope said they could be that's why i feel like now it's so hard to make a saint but like it's there was like apparently anyone could get in a while back and it's like you're a saint you're a saint <laughs> the voice memo was from laura so thank you laura oh, thank you laura i love that she's like well she was tarred i'm gonna choose that <laughs> there's no more <laughs> I bet at 13, you're like, that's rad. She walked around without her head. I'm picking. That's like a zombie movie. Okay. It's, it's really intense. I got a nice note from my Uncle John. Oh, hi, Uncle John. So he says, uh, I was named for my dad, who is named after his dad. Our middle names were the same, too. So when it came time to pick out my confirmation name, I decided to stick with a good thing and pick Joseph, which was my dad's pick. I don't know what my grandfather picked. I never met either of my grandfathers. Aww. Yeah, so I like it. I mean, so I feel like this is sort of played off as like, yeah, I just I had the same name as my dad. So I decided to choose the same name. But to be clear, there were 12 children in that family. And he was the one who was named after his father. So. Oh, as the oldest boy only by a couple minutes because he was a twin. Oh, I mean, he got the lineage. He like... got it. He got the the junior officially the junior of wow. their dad and everyone else had other names. His twin was named after um, their other grandfather and their uncle. So, you know, but you're not the chosen one. So I guess if you are the official named after dad, all other 11 are named after other people. Keep going with it. Right. Pick the same confirmation name. Got to go for it. So we have a lovely note from friend of the pod, Kay Creasel. Oh, yay. Yeah. So they say my confirmation name has two parts. My eighth grade class was supposed to get confirmed together, but I was Wiccan at the time. Listen back to our episode right. with Kay if you want to know more about that. At first, I decided to interpret the sacrament for myself as a sort of Wiccan confirmation, along the lines of what a lot of us were doing yeah. in our own ways. Uh, and the name I chose for myself was Bast after the Egyptian goddess. Ooh. Uh-huh. This, you know... I think you figured it out with Bridget. This is the way to yeah. do it. It's like secretly a goddess. <laughs> my mother in school said I couldn't do that. And my mother had chosen a name for me anyway. She never told me what it was. I'm guessing it was just her name. She just chose a name. She's like, I refuse to hear you. 
Uh, I decided not to be confirmed at all, which brought on a lot of bullying. Oh. Oh. So then Kay says, I decided to get confirmed in 2017, and I chose Mary Magdalene. Hmm. Reverend Nadia Boltz-Weber, who we've talked about before she um, is a Lutheran pastor, writer, Mm -hmm. and podcaster. Uh, Reverend Nadia Boltz-Weber called her the patron saint of showing up, and I was showing up to make the church more inclusive. Oh, I like that. That's great. Thanks for sharing, Kay. Thanks, Kay. All right. We've got two more from listeners. So this is from Lisa. Lisa says, so I was confirmed in 2001 at apparently one of the most progressive churches out there. Ooh. Uh, We didn't have a crucifix, for example. Oh, I have never been in a church without a crucifix. I don't think we had an equilateral cross for the risen Christ. And it was a life teen parish. I'm not super super familiar with life teen. No. Uh, So they ended the mass, quote, the mass never ends. It must be lived. I really like that. Wow. Um, All that to set the stage for the big reveal. I didn't have a confirmation name. I grew up knowing they were a thing. It would have been Anne for my aunt. Oh, and she wrote Anne with an E, so that's great. Uh, Uh The the church was not very Marian, so we knew little to nothing about Anne or Josham. Is that how you say that? St. Anne traditionally is the was mary's mom um mm. so Anne was my aunt to me well we get to ninth grade the year we were to be confirmed okay that's different than we did uh and they never asked us to choose one they didn't put one on the confirmation certificate the bishop came and everything what no uh we got dressed up i'd heard stories he would ask questions and grill you nope simple ceremony charism to the forehead in a mass my parents got me the rich mullen songs one cd and a necklace uh my sponsor got me a crucifix it didn't have christ on it it had a dove for the holy spirit uh and that was that of course confirmation prep we talked about theology and the beliefs of the church but when it came down to the big day it was very simple i feel like that's kind of a letdown a little bit (laughs) having your name all picked out ready to be grilled and then nothing then it's like oh no you i know is that one of those moments where they're like do you denounce Satan? And you have to say, yes, I do. do you it know might those be. Churches, those masses? I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. When do they do that? They do that like during mass and all his empty promises. That's what they say. Around Easter. I feel like most priests, they don't talk a lot about Satan. And then suddenly you have to denounce Satan. And everyone has to say it together. Like, we're denounced. It's like, oh, what's happening? When is that? You do have to denounce Satan when you're getting your child baptized. Well, you have to denounce Satan. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, there's a lot of Satan in this. I wasn't prepared for this. I don't want that in that ceremony. There's an excellent like viral video. You know, one of these things that we click on when we probably should be doing other things. Right. A compilation of like funny baby baptism videos. Okay. One of them was a Catholic baptism. And the priest says, do you denounce Satan? And the parents say yes. And the baby is shaking her head vehemently. (laughs) No. And he keeps going and says, like, and all his empty promises. And she's just shaking her head, like, no, no absolutely not. And the priest no. starts laughing that he can't hold it. Everyone starts laughing at the baby. And that's, it's excellent. That's beautiful. I, maybe in a different time or place, that would have been, like, cause for concern that the baby was refusing. Oh, to I bet if that was, like, the 1400s, that baby would not have made it out of that church alive. It would have turned it all into an exorcism. But Yeah. Okay, last one is from Isabella. 
So she says, I didn't go to a Catholic school, so my confirmation prep was through CCD. This is Team CCD staff. Way to go. Yes. Hello. I must have either tuned out or skipped the class where we were taught about picking a saint name because I somehow ended up thinking we were required to pick the saint who had the same name as us. I have no (laughs) idea what I thought kids who weren't named after saints were supposed to do. That was just poor planning on their parents' part, I guess. Yeah. So now there were many ways I could have checked this, including ask the teacher, ask anyone in the class, ask my parents or Google it. Oh, this person is young enough to have had Google. God bless. I was way too shy and socially backwards to do number one or number two. And I don't remember if Googling everything was a thing approximately 20 years ago. Okay. Uh, When I was going through confirmation, I guess I could have asked Jeeves or Alta Vista. Oh, my God. Could have asked Jeeves. I don't know. This was clearly a time before we knew to turn to the internet for all the answers. So I asked my mom instead. Now, she's a devout Catholic who, of course, has been confirmed. And I knew that her saint name was not the same as her name. So she absolutely knew the right answer. But she didn't grow up here. And I guess my question threw her off because she thought I must have heard this in CCD. So she told me that while she'd never heard of this, maybe it was just some American Catholic rule and I should do it just to be safe. Uh. It was not, in fact, an American Catholic rule. I learned of my mistake the day of confirmation when the priest went around saying everyone's saint names and none of them were their first names. And then this is in parentheses. Did I have any friends in the class who I might have talked to at any point? And maybe the subject of, hey, which saint did you pick would have come up? I think the evidence speaks for itself. Oh, (laughs) I I was absolutely crushed that I blew my chance to pick a cool saint. Which, Mm. by the by, would have been Joan of Arc. Oh, it's a good one. Rock on. The classic choice for teen girls who made it a big part of their identity to be not like other girls. Oh, yeah. That would have been a great one. Yep. So basically, A, I sounded either very unimaginative or very vain for not being able to come up with anything but my own name. And Mm. B... I would like to file a petition with the Vatican for an official saint name change. Like, no offense to St. Isabella. I'm sure she's a perfectly fine moral exemplar, but I'd like a do-over so I can pick a saint I really vibe with, you know? Aww. (laughs) Isabella's a lovely name. It's a very popular, like, kid's name these days. It's a gorgeous name. Yeah. I feel like, well, yeah, you don't want to go through the whole confirmation (laughs) process. I'm just to get a new confirmation name. Listen, it's not like a legally binding thing. I feel like you could just start telling people that's your confirmation. Just include it after your middle name. No one will know. Right. Who's going to fact check that? Like, there's been a couple mentions of like the confirmation certificate and stuff. I don't really rem- I don't. I don't think I have one. There must have been one. I remember like going up to the bishop. He asked why I chose my name. I do remember that Mm -hmm. because I said it was my dad's name and he was like very sweet about it. And I remember like my confirmation sponsor and I were both like crying by the end because he was very lovely about it. And then I also sang at my confirmation mass. Oh, I sang on Eagle's Wings, which I mean... That's my favorite. That's everyone's favorite. I mean, that's like the bring the house down Catholic song. You got to sing that? Yeah. Because I was like, I think I sing. (laughs) I went to a very sports heavy school where that was the thing to do. And I was, I still get uncomfortable if you like, if there's a ball near me, like this is not, 
<laughs> I'm the opposite of that person. We did not have any arts classes. We didn't have a music class. We what? did not have an art class. No, nothing. So I would just like, if there was a, like, sing at mass, okay. I became a cheerleader. I did not know what was going on with the football game, but I choreographed a dance for halftime. Like, I... I just That's found the places. Yeah. So I was like, I can sing a song at the mass because no one else is volunteering to do it. Uh, yeah. But the, I do remember the bishop asked our name. I think that's all we got, though. Yeah. I remember going like saying the name, but that's. Yeah. No, ex- I don't think anyone cared about the explanation. Yeah. Well, our bishop asked. So apparently he cared. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Thank you, listeners, for writing in about your confirmation name. Those were awesome. Those were excellent. I'm sorry to those of you who who regret your choice or who didn't get one. <laughs> I know. It's a bummer. I just really like the idea of getting to choose a name. I I think it's a cool rite of passage. I do too. And I think, I mean, I even have friends now who have middle schoolers who are doing things like wanting to be called by a different name, you know, like a different kind of version of their name. Mm-hmm. For my friends, I mean, this was not anything anyone was talking about, obviously, when we were that age. But like for my friends who's a lot of my friends whose kids are that age, like that's around the time if any of them are sort of figuring out their gender identity, you know, mm-hmm. that's happening usually around that age. And sometimes that means a slight change in their name or a changing to a totally different name. And I like I see these parents who are like, yeah, I'm going to call you that. And I think that's nice. That it's so it's so affirming. I tried to go by Stevie for a while, but no one would call me that. <laughs> that's very cute. I would have called you that. I Thank do you. like it. I was told I was not allowed to like make my own nicknames. But I was like, I was very much a tomboy. And I was like, I want to be Steve. You switched schools so many times. You absolutely could have just chosen your name. Could you could have. have showed up and said, hello, I am Stevie. And that would right. have been your name. That's true. I feel like my family was like, absolutely not. Until your parents <laughs> or your family ratted you out. Stevie. We don't know a Stevie. Parent-teacher conferences, it all falls down. I hope if this inspired you to want to tell yours, just, you know, tell us on social media or tag us. Yeah, we'd like to hear more confirmation names. So maybe I I want to know if there's more Cecilia's out there. There seems to be a lot. Yeah, I want to know if there's trends. Make sure you're following us on social media. Yes, please. We continue to want to hear from you. Thank you to those of you who have reviewed the podcast. It's just so great to hear from folks in that way. So we really appreciate it. It makes us really happy. For our special collection today, I do have an organization. It's called the Sweet Rest Project. It's actually based locally here where I am, but they oh. they work with all kinds of women. So they strive to create opportunities of rest for black women who are working toward equity and justice. Oh. And to educate white people on the white supremacy. So the model is such that you can do a one-time contribution or you can set up a monthly contribution and you get these really great informational emails with tons of um, articles and links and things. Opportunities for rest. I love that. Yeah. So it, it's curated sabbaticals for black women doing equity work. So they are at sweetrest.net. Uh, you can find them there. We will link them in the comments. It's funny. So I was, <laughs> I was working on this show and I was like, huh, I wonder if there's like, we're talking about names and saints. Like, I wonder if there's a patron saint of rest. There isn't. No, we not. don't Resting rest is in not Catholicism. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking then about sabbaticals. I was thinking this idea of like a retreat, right? That mm-hmm. was sort of the Catholic version. The patron saint of, of spiritual retreats. Do you know who it is? No. It's St. Ignatius Loyola. Love Loyola. Okay. Because of course it is. It's the it's those Jesuits again. 
They're so good. They are. Spiritual the retreat. Nicely spiritual done. retreats. I know. I am about it. <laughs> well, thanks everyone for sharing your stories. Thanks, Steph, for, for making this happen today. I love that. Now I'm going to call you Anne Steph. Anne Steph. That will get very confusing. We already both have curly hair, curly haired white ladies. We're both wearing purple today. The listeners can't see, but we are. Now we have the same name. Now we have a name in common. It would have been amazing if your confirmation name was Anne, but. It would have been. (laughs) It would have been too much, really. I would have had to walk out of the room. Well, Stephanie Bridget. Bridget. (laughs) And also with you. Also with you and Stephanie. (laughs) 